What are the best versions of Superman? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. Good uh, morning, uh, all the kids at home, or afternoon, depending on when you're listening to this. It could be it could be midnight. Who's to say? This is Only Stupid Answers. This is the show where we answer your questions about movies, TV shows, comic books. Uh, my name is DJ Wooldridge, and with me, as always, is Roxy Stryer. But today, we also have an incredibly special guest, Mr. Jason Inman. Jason! Hello, sir. Thanks for having me again. Dude, thanks for coming on. How are we doing today? Um, I have plenty of stupid answers for you today, so I think oh, I'm doing pretty well. Listen, we're on. That's the point. <laughs> That's why we do this. There's not enough stupid answers in the world. Too many people on the internet are giving you solid advice. And we're That's right. Here, we're here to be the other. Stay away from Quora. Stay away. <laughs> only come to only stupid answers. Only stupid answers. Gosh, dang it. Uh, and today, of course, we were talking about uh, Mr. Jason Emmons' new comic, Super Best Friend. And before we go any further, Jason, tell us a little bit about Super Best Friend Part 2. Yeah, well, Super Best Friend is this comic book series that I've been making for the last year or so that is all about fun and love and Silver Age energy. It is about Maddie Moore, who is the best friend to the world's greatest superhero, Captain Terrific. And Maddie Moore, like, you know, the people on this podcast, likes to live stream, likes to YouTube, and he accidentally reveals his best friend's secret identity on a live stream. And this part two is all about him having to basically walk the tight wire of friendship because of course his best friend hates him now yes and also figure out how in the world of superheroes and supervillains he can repair um his best friend's life and put his best friend's life back in balance um but also throughout all of it it's it's basically a story about how a sidekick goes to superhero and how that journey happens um and it's a 44 page comic book um that i awesomely convinced uh, superstar comic book artist Dan Jurgens, the guy who helped draw and create the death of Superman to draw a variant cover for me. So, you know, um, this book, not only being like a dream story that I've wanted to tell for years, crossed off a bucket list item because Hell I've yeah. always wanted Dan Jurgens to draw one of my characters. And now he has. So obviously there's a link to this in the description, but for those that don't want to go down and uh, click the link, how would they go about finding it? <laughs> The, the easiest place to find it is uh, superbestfriendcomic.com. It'll be live until March 2nd. Uh, the Dan Jurgens cover will never be available anywhere else. And you better bet your sweet bippy I bought the original art from Mr. Dan Jurgens as well. So oh, I'm going to frame that up on the wall very soon. But it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, we've already funded, which is great. So we're pushing towards stretch goals. Um, <laughs> and and uh, I've had some fans ask me about Pogs. So we might be doing some pogs on the campaign, if you all remember those. Why did you want to do a best friend thing or a friendship piece? Um, because I kind of feel like I have a friendship with superheroes mm-hmm. throughout all my life. And I wanted a way to personify that. And Maddie and Captain Terrific um, are very much two pieces of a whole, kind of like Kirk and Spock, kind of like mm-hmm. Sherlock and Watson. They're actually together a a whole human being. And I feel like um, Captain Terrific is the dreams, my dreams of a superhero world. And Maddie is my fandom. Mm. 
Super cool. Super cool. Please, please, please do yourself a favor. Go check it out. Go back this comic. I remember backing, I backed this one, but I also uh, backed Super Best Friend 1, uh, and it was great. So uh, if you enjoy comics, if you enjoy superhero comics, if you enjoy comics that that can take you back to the uh, joy of Silver Age of Comics, please do yourself a favor. Go check that out. And you can pick up copies of, I should make that clear, you should pick up copies, you can pick up copies of issue one. On issue two, so you're not missing out. You're not missing out. If you missed that last time, get in on it this time. Um, As always on this show, of course, please go over to iTunes and give us a five star review. We got one from our Robo. Uh, Love the show. Very funny. Great audio and fantastic topics. Thank you for complimenting our audio. Uh, (laughs) um, And on Spotify, we ask a question every week. Last week was, "What future DC movies are you most looking forward to?" Ray Raphael. uh, Ray Raphael Alvarez, excuse me, uh, Blue, Be- Blue Beetle, and whatever they end up doing with John Constantine. Also, they're saying Joker 2 is happening, question mark. Um, Raymond Muller says, has to be Batman, begging and hoping for a Robin in the sequel. Also, re- really looking forward to the Blue Beetle movie in production. And then Tevin Davis says, The Flash. I also want to see Wonder Woman in more things. Giganta and Cersei for Wonder Woman three and of course if you want to watch uh the video of uh uh, episodes like this early uh if you want to check out my show with sal from comic pop spider versity where we're going through all the spider-man movies you can do that over at patreon.com slash only stupid answers sal and i just recorded our into the spider-verse episode and boy howdy was that a blast it was so good uh you guys are almost done wow uh yeah we're going through um so we just did into the spider-verse next is venom because uh, because we're uh, oh you're counting that okay well here's the thing here's the thing we're we're kind of having to stall a little bit until No Way Home has a home release to where because because uh, full disclosure a little bit of how the sausage is made it takes me about four hours to get through one of these movies with the amount of notes I take um, mm. which uh, for the amazing films was a challenge for Into the Spider Verse it was a blast <laughs> it was really cool. Um, so uh yeah so yeah so we're kind of having to wait till no way home hits a uh uh hits a home release and so he is recounting venom and that will be fun i think that's a good thing to count because i love venom and i think that you should feel grateful that the movie exists and that you're able to talk about it dj listen i think sal and i are gonna have a fun discussion about it and i will say some of these in the revisiting process there's things i've come to appreciate uh more about them like i i i think i came to appreciate andrew garfield's performance in in the Amazing Spider-Man films more within the rewatch and certain elements specifically of Amazing Spider-Man 2. Amazing Spider-Man was trash. Um, but uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 has some things I, I genuinely like. Uh, so here's to Amazing Spider-Man 3. Hey, speaking of Sony expanding their Spider-Verse, let's talk a little bit of news. Miss um, Dakota Johnson uh, has been cast as Madam Web. Yay! Everybody's favorite Spider-Person, Madam Web, uh, has been cast as Madam Web for some movie in the future if it ever happens uh but you know we do live in a world of morbius so hey who knows um uh jason let's start with you you're our guest today what do you think yeah. about this news <laughs> well i i can tell you that i i know that sony is so close to the pulse of the people because i think if you would have asked every person walking out of spider-man no way home what's the spider-man <laughs> character you want to see in a movie next they all would have said madam web it's so, I know it. 100%. It's so, it's so funny because Sal and I were talking about this when we recorded, literally like the day before this news broke. We were recording uh, our Spider-Versity episode. And we talked about how Tom Holland, like somebody asked Tom Holland in an interview, like, what Spider movie do you want to see? He's like, Madam Web. I'm like, what Sony exec told you to say that? Because there's no yeah. fucking way that that was your thought on your, just independently. <laughs> I, I funny, I did see 
you know, it's so funny. The Sony, the Sony executives' choices to sort of make this Spider-Man movie verse that doesn't have Spider-Man in it mm-hmm. is so interesting because some of the choices, like like what Roxy brought up, Venom's a good choice for that. Yes. Like Venom is a character that can carry a movie. So great choice. Morbius is one where I'm like, Morbius? Who? Like, and, and Madam Web goes into the Morbius category where I'm like, I don't know if Adam, from what I know of Madam Web, can carry a movie so to me, I'm, you're telling me that you're basically going to have to create a brand new character and just slap the Madam Web name over it. But I for that for that theory. sweet brand recognition of Madam Web, I, well, so you can call it like maybe Madam Web, uh, friend of Spider Man, friend, like defend, friend of the defender so of the Spider Verse. Yeah. Why do you guys think that they're doing it then? Because obviously they're thinking with their bottom line. That's the only thing that they're thinking about. That's what a business does. Why do you think that they believe that Madam Web is the way to make themselves money? God, what a good question. The only thing I... I, What are you going to say, Jason? No, no, you go for it. Um, Well, first off, there's been a couple variations of Madam Web. If you're like me and you grew up watching the Spider-Man cartoon, you're thinking of old dusty ass madam web uh-huh. from there <laughs> um however in the comics Who created the first fighter verse well and that's i i have to imagine that that's the reason because literally in mm-hmm. the in the like hollywood reporter write-up she's like she's psychically connected to spider people which is like it's crazy that that's a selling point and our, we're at a point in in cultural saturation of not only superheroes but specifically spider themed superheroes that uh that is a selling point um, but there was an update to the character of, from the second Spider-Woman, Julia Carpenter, who I actually have a lot of affection for. She was kind of the Spider-Woman when I was growing up. She was part of that Iron Man cartoon. I've, I'm actually a fan of her. Is she the one in the blue suit with the white spider? Kind of looks yeah. like Venom? Yeah, but yes. Okay. Basically, the, the, yeah. the black suit, Spider-Man, but okay. Spider-Woman. Um, and she was Madam Web for a minute. And, and Dakota Johnson, actually, that's kind of a close fit. It's like, oh, that actually, yeah, I can see that. But I got to imagine it's the Spider-Verse of it all. I don't know. If your goal is to make a standalone movie, at this point, you don't have enough spider people to, I think, justify. I I don't know, but I'm going to imagine it's some sort of connection. She's supposed to be some sort of connective tissue between Venom and Morbius and and Andrew Garfield if we bring him back or whatever. I agree with you, DJ. That's exactly what I was going to say is the only idea. Well, I have two ideas for this. I actually heard a stealth theory this morning that I'll I'll pop out here is I agree with you. I think the Spider-Verse of it all might be the idea. That she might be the connective tissue. I heard a stealth theory this morning, and I'd love to hear both your thoughts on this. Some people think that Madam Web might be the code name for this project, and she might actually be Spider Woman. This might be like Jessica Drew or the the other character you mentioned, DJ, and that they're hiding it. But this is kind of like that news that like the trench was secretly a Black Manta movie. It's like, would why not just call it? We would have all been much more excited mm-hmm, if you just called mm-hmm. it Black Manta. Like, same here, just call it. But also, it. that's not totally the same thing because it would be like if it was a Black Manta movie and you called it a different name of a different character. If, like, yeah. It would be like you called it Ocean Master. Yeah, yeah. Ocean, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. The, like mm-hmm. that That would be such a strange... Well, but I will say, from a production standpoint, if you just think about just production, codenaming a movie even to another character in the universe... It kind of serves two masters. It gets you uh, the buzz because it got all the press. Look, we're talking about Madam Web right now. Yeah. So they're getting the press. But also, people would be less likely to paparazzi or try to get pictures on the set if it's a Madam Web movie compared to a Spider-Woman movie or an Ocean Master to a Trench movie. Maybe they're gauging interest and they said it's a Madam Web movie. And then they listened really yeah. close to all of us and they were like, no. All right, well, that was, that was a joke. It's, 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 or, or the other crazy option is 
is that there is a Madam Web script that was written in the last two years or three years that is just flipping awesome, and it's nothing like the comic books, and uh, we'll all be convinced wrong. We except, were like, well, Madam Web movie does work. Except it's Sony, so that yes, uh, who knows, possibly. Who knows? <laughs> it's a coin toss, right? It's yeah. a coin toss, yeah. Uh, so, Roxy, somebody that, that, that from, from this conversation, the impression I get is that you're not as necessarily like uh, versed in the Madam Web verse. What were your thoughts when you heard this? No, I wasn't and had to do some reading. And for for me, I feel like anytime there's a character that I don't know that much about, it, the the positive of it is that it gives you a lot of room to play yes. because people are not as precious. And so you can kind of just like make shit up as you go. Um, I'm also somebody who loved both the Venom movies. So I clearly accept a certain amount of liberties in my films, Mm -hmm. Um, even though I obviously knew a lot more about Venom going into the Venom movies. But I kind of like some of the things that they're doing. And while I don't really get what happened in the room for this to be the choice, Mm -hmm. because based on the little that I've read, I was like, huh? Uh, something obviously did happen in the room for this to be the choice. Yeah. Roxy, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Based on what we've seen of Morbius, are you excited by the trailers of that, this movie that might never, ever come out? Uh, <laughs> April Fool's. They, uh, they, they shot, they wrote, shot, and released the Spider-Man movie in the time that Mor- Morbius was has been delayed. Because it's the biggest April Fool's joke that ever was. <laughs> you don't yeah. understand. Yeah. I, I, so for... Three years, uh, two years. I thought that Morbius was going to be the worst dumpster fire of a film that we ever saw. Everything we saw made me want to just hide under a table. I thought it looked atrocious, mm-hmm. and I and I think I said things like, "I'm not going to go see this movie." And then the most recent trailer that came out, all of a sudden, I was like, "All right." I'm in. You're two oh, years into a, you're two years into a pandemic, and you're like, "Listen, I'm on board. Let's make it happen." <laughs> Yeah, you're kinda. like I watched. I watched Bloodsport. I'll watch anything. <laughs> that, that what Bloodsport was the very last pre Panini movie that Bloodsh- I saw. What, Bloodshot. Bloodshot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, Bloodsport. Uh, Bloodsport's <laughs> Blood actually pretty good. Hold on. Let's, yeah, my let's... Paul, they, they all sound. There's so many Bloodshot sport movies yes. that they all sound yep. the same. Yep. So I think that there's actually a chance that I like that movie. I I've been dicking on it for years. Then the most recent trailer, I was like. I don't know whether I've changed or you've changed, mm-hmm. but, oh, or okay. maybe okay. you, or maybe the the rumors have have like they've baked into ether so much that there's like the chance of Andrew Garfield showing up. You're like, okay, I mean, uh, let's, that part let's... doesn't get me any more excited. I hope that they leave that alone. Leave Andrew alone. I listen. I agree. More, uh, more I, time for I, me with Andrew. Listen, I'm on board with like let Andrew be your Sony versus Spider Man because it's like I'm tired of Venom movies where Spider Man doesn't show up. Uh, Morbius is actually he's a lower tier character, but he is a character that I think makes more sense on his own from Spider Man. Like you don't need Spider Man for like Morbius to exist. Um, but it's like yeah, have Andrew Garfield show up for a fight scene. I'm I, I'm for but it. it. <laughs> it's still the weirdest thing. And talking about all these conversations about like Sony and the Spider Man. Because Spider-Man does have a great universe of characters. Yeah. There are other characters that could work in movies, like Black Cat. Yeah. Black Cat could carry a movie. Black Cat could um, carry a movie. I don't know yeah. if, if he still counts under the Spider-Man banner, but there was a character when I was a kid, Nightwatch, that was heavily associated with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think he'd be great. There was another character, Annex. And like, yeah, they're lower tier characters. I mean, the new Warriors, I don't know if they're technically under the Spider-Man banner. Oh, well, they're that's my Marvel. question. When you brought yeah. up Jessica Drew, it's like, I don't. I know Jessica Drew's a spider person technically, but I don't mm-hmm. know if she would have been part of what Sony bought when they bought the Spider-Man 
um, rights. That's fair. Um, the what was the other one that you just we were talking about? Black Cat would be a good one. Um, oh, the the other thing that I'm I'm just kind of surprised that we got a Madam Web before we would get announcement from Sony saying, "Oh, Emma Stone's back as Spider, a live action Spider Gwen." Right. That is to be honest with you. I was surprised we didn't see her in No Way Home. I was expecting Agreed. I was expecting it as an after credit scene, but my it, it's weird because she she's done a couple Disney movies in the last couple of years. Yes. So it's not that she's on the outs for the studio. But yeah, I agree with you too. Like I would rather see an Emma Stone Spider-Gwen movie over bringing Andrew Garfield back as Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, I think the the not seeing because I was with you. I was like that. We got to do that. I do think that was one one of the few instances of either it, of restraint, either on purpose or by accident, mm-hmm. where it's like, well, this whole theme, the whole theme of the movie is about loss, and so we can't walk back one of the characters' yeah. major loss yeah. in this movie. <laughs> well, and also I think probably you know this might be a little bit on the docket. Um, they might have said, well, we just released the Spider Verse trailer with Spider Gwen. Mm-hmm. Let's not step on its toes. Yeah. Yeah, very excited for that movie. All right, that's it for the news this week. We're going to go on a quick ad break, and then we will be back to discuss all of the... We were talking about Spider-Verse. Now we're going to talk about the Superverse, all the super peoples in the land. Uh, We'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. We are back. From our gosh darn, our gosh darn ad break. Oh my goodness, I can't speak today. Sounded like gosh shower. Uh, you know, listen, it's been a week. Okay, what is a gosh shower? What is a gosh? What, what is it? Metric, metric, uh, Mercury is in retrograde. Uh, is it right now? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, I mean, is it ever base- not? When are we in in protrograde? Like when? Do, how, what's the, when are we? In- we've never. I think we've been retrograde since 2020. So <laughs> who's every say? day we're in retrograde. How? Oh, I don't know. I, I I I'm not a big believer in that stuff. But like based on my last two weeks, I, I'm 100 percent like, oh yeah, it's true. Me too. Yeah. Yes, and yes. And- you and I are having a very similar two weeks. Yeah. What does Mercury in retrograde even mean? It doesn't matter. I uh, don't know. Does not matter. <laughs> Listen, this is not the show for that. But your listeners be- are screaming at us right now. <laughs> um. So. Uh, uh, Jason, you're obviously here to talk about your comic super best friend. Um, and a a part of that um, is uh, in the comic. And let's talk a little bit more about this. Um, sure. Is, is I know on the cover, you've got a, an homage to uh, Electric Superman, Superman Blue, Superman Red, um, uh, Cyborg Superman. Um, and, uh, you know, the... Which, of course, makes me think of all the variations we've had of super people over the years. And But before we get into any of that, we do have a question um, from Leonard Kim about your comic. What were oh, some wow. of Jason's key sources of inspiration for the new comic? Oh, wow. What a great question. How did you have a question prepared? This is amazing. Listen, I, every week, for those on the Patreon, every week I go into the Discord and I ask a question before we do the show so we can come in and answer your questions because it is only stupid answers. We try to answer your questions on the show. So that's that's the question for you, good sir. 
Wow, that's fantastic. Uh, what a great question. Um, so a big a big source of inspiration for this is actually um, a Superman analog slash copy, and that is Icon, oh, uh, which yeah. is published by Milestone Comics. And fun fact, uh, so <laughs> my Kickstarter, you know, funded yeah. today is the fastest Kickstarter ever. And so I went to the comic book shop and I bought myself a, a gift because I was like, okay, I did it. I can't believe all the hard work paid off. Here, it's right off camera. For those watching the video on I, YouTube later. Yep, yep. I bought the giant Milestone Look at how thick this big baby is. Is compendium they they released. Is that of the original um, Milestone run? It's the first 10 issues of the four original Milestone comics. And if you don't I've know Milestone comic books, it's this it's um uh Derek Dingle, Michael Davis, uh Dennis Cohen, I don't know how to say his last name correctly, and the late great Dwayne McDuffie all created the superhero universe and one of their characters is Icon, yeah. who was a Superman analog who crashed on Earth during the Civil War. Mhm. And he, of course, is a black man. And you can imagine all the permutations that came with that. So Icon was a big inspiration. Uh, another big inspiration, and a, lot, and a lot of people were surprised by this, um, was uh, Silver Age Daredevil comic books. Because I kind of think that Foggy Nelson and Matt Murdock have the best friendship in comic books. And I wanted to go back to some of the original stuff to see how, in the Silver Age... How did Foggy and Matt interact? Yeah, like how did they become friends and stuff like that? So um, that was a big inspiration for me. But a lot of this is again, like you were talking about the Cyborg Superman, the Electric Superman. The yeah. reason they got into the book is because I've always said to myself, if I ever got the chance to write Superman, that's what I would do. And what I say to a lot of people, it's like, well, hey, you may be jonesing to write Batman or Superman or whatnot. Don't wait. Yeah. Just scrape off the names and write the story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember we, um, uh, the late John Schnepp was on, um, uh, back in SourceFed was on one of the shows we did. And I was talking about like, you know, someday I hope to be able to write a Superman thing. He's like, don't, <laughs> don't, don't wait for that. Just write your own yeah. thing. Do your own thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cause, cause for those that don't, uh, uh, may not, may not know or don't remember, um, Star Wars was originally George Lucas's Flash Gordon pitch. Mm -hmm. And he couldn't get that off the ground. And obviously that worked out for him. <laughs> Yep. Well, uh, and also, stay back to the property called Flash. Star. Star. Wait, what? I don't. I'm not familiar. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, familiar with the, the Mandalorian, but I don't know about the Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've heard, I think I've heard that one too before. Mando. Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it's very similar to a lot of people don't like to speak about this, but it's whatever. You know, Fifty Shades of Grey mm -hmm. was fan fiction of Twilight. Dakota Johnson bringing that full yep. circle. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So going back to the the cyborg Superman and the electric Superman of it all, do you have from from growing up? Of course, a lot of us are are you know have Superman like baked into our brain. Uh, iconic flight, super strength, red tights, ass on the chest. Do you have a favorite variation of that? Like, are you a Superman blue fan? Oh yes, yes. You know what? You know. Okay, and I know I fully admit. That Superman Blue giving Superman electric powers for I think two years, yeah, something like um, that, was the wrong choice. But the thing that I love about it, and the stories aren't great, mm -hmm. but that costume design is so good. Yeah. But the thing I like about it is, is that those creators took a hell of a swing. Mm -hmm. That is a swing for the fences. That is like saying, you know what, we're gonna make Batman's costume all yellow. <laughs> and, and Batman's gonna pick up a gun 
and he's gonna you know drive him uh i don't know a pogo stick everywhere no and, and we're gonna do it for two years no nope. um the fact that they thought that that would like they, they took that chance i i think is amazing because i don't think you see that type of creative creativity in comic books now especially in the big two i think you know, I think Warner Brothers and Disney are very much like, no, 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 no. Keep it the same because we got to do it in a movie. Keep it the same because we got to do it in a television show for HBO Max. Um, but back then, there weren't movies. There weren't television shows. So they were shooting for the fences. That's why Cyborg Superman and, and Electric Superman and, you know, I mean, we even had Lion-Headed Superman at one time mm-hmm. showed up. Um, you know, they, 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 they were taking chances and sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't and I, I and that's the storytelling that excites me is that type yeah. of stuff um but you were asking earlier about like uh, like kind of a superman analog that i really like enjoy my favorite is one that i don't think gets enough credit yeah it's samaritan from kurt Busiek's astro city okay yeah 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 and this is an image comic series that was published by dc for a long time it's sort of been off and on published for almost 30 years yeah. and the only times they have breaks is because the creator Kurt Busiek um, has health issues mm-hmm. um, but I think overall I think they've published about a hundred issues of Astro City now in, in a bunch of miniseries and stuff like that yeah. and it's coming back to image I think here in a couple of months as a, he's going back he's going to go to a graphic novel format now where he's yeah. just going to release a graphic novel like once a year Ed Brubaker um, and Sean Phillips have had great success with that with their Reckless ex- series exactly yeah. Exactly. Um, the first Astro City comic book ever was about Samaritan. He's very much a Superman analog. Yeah. Um, he works at a newspaper publisher and um, he is very much about, it's a story about exhaustion mm-hmm. is the story when you first meet him is that he's saving people all the time. Every minute he doesn't <laughs> sleep because he's saving people. Yeah. He's tired. And the only time he gets to relax and rest is in his dreams. Mm-hmm. And there's something like so beautiful about that story. And they've expanded Samaritan even more like Samaritan's change is that he's not an alien. He's actually, he's actually the original basis from, do you guys know what the original Superman origin was? Well, the I very know first the, Superman origin uh, was? The, the earliest I one I know of is if you looked at the image, he looks a lot like Lex Luthor and mm-hmm. he's supposed to have psychic abilities. If I remember correctly, the very, like the way, way, way original one that i remember yes so he is bald yeah um and yeah i think he does have some psychic powers but the i was more referring to the idea that um the original superman origin is is that he is a person from the future Mm. a future that has suffered an ecological disaster (laughs) and he has traveled back in time to prevent that nice and they like gave him superpowers to make sure he can change the timeline. Yeah. Uh, and so that's what they did with Samaritan. They gave Samaritan like the original Superman origin. Like he's that's a person cool. from the future here to prevent an ecological disaster. Um, Mark Miller like referenced the original Superman origin in Superman Red Sun. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like, um, yeah. But that's for me, that's my favorite Superman analog is Samaritan. So Roxy, going to you, obviously for uh, and for the kids at home, like we've had a, a ton of Superman analogs, of course, uh, uh, Jason just mentioned. Um, Icon, uh, Steel counts. I think Supergirl counts as one. I think Thor counts. Uh, uh, Thor Thor technically counts. Um, and of course, Sentry, you get in the Marvel stuff. Marvel's been trying to crack Omni-Man. the Superman. Uh, Omni-Man, Hyperion, Homelander. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had a boom of super people. T- Brightburn. Roxy, do you have a favorite? How are you guys counting Thor? How? Because he's kind because of... He- 
Because he has, because you're thinking, I bet most people are thinking about modern day Thor, but if you, the original Thor run, he's a dude with big muscles and a red cape that basically just punches people's and flies. Yeah. And also, I think you could also say- It's 100% Superman. He's also very much a a Shazam analog because of the the transformation transformation. and Shazam is a ripoff of Superman. And Shazam is a a direct ripoff of Superman. Superman is the Kevin Bacon of superheroes. There's always, there's always some sort of connection to Superman, but right. Roxy, do you have do you have yeah. like a, a favorite um, non Superman Superman? <laughs> I don't know if I have a favorite non Superman Superman from like when I was younger. I mean, every character you guys just named, I guess I have some kind of an attachment to in a different in a different way. Um, if you would ask me this after the second season of Supergirl, I think if you remember back to in the day for only stupid answers, DJ, when every week. Um, Sam would obsess over Flash and you would obsess over Arrow and I would obsess over Supergirl and it felt like the first time I had had something like that on TV. Yeah, and then, the good old and days. Then, yeah, and then they decided that they hated me. Um, and that's what happened there. Uh, although she never decided that. Yes. Melissa was always... Yeah, Melissa Benoist always so, brought it. Yeah, yeah, she she was always awesome. Um, but my, my first love of Superman was Superman. I wasn't somebody else that wasn't Superman. I used to sleep every night with a doll that was my size of Superman. It was a plush doll of Superman. I would go to bed every night with him. And I thought that that was like going to keep me safe and protect me. And because I am, I'm I'm about to say because I am so young, (laughs) because I am so young. All right, fine. I'm in my thirties. Leave me alone. Because I am so young. Uh, I was like a kid kid when Smallville came out. Yeah. So that was some of the huge introduction to new, a lot of characters for me and a lot of um, Superman and Superman-like characters. Uh, and yeah, so I, I don't know that I have like a one individual that is not soups that is my soups, but that would be kind of uh, my, my sense of it. So uh, Jason, go back to you. Why do you think, like, we just rattled off a bunch of Superman things, and I think what's interesting about the the Superman analogs is how often they are they are just Superman, like they are mm-hmm. they are just Superman, like like Daredevil. I feel like is a pretty clear Batman ripoff, mm-hmm. but oh, yeah. but but has some some pretty strategic differences, like like pretty pronounced differences in the fact that he's broke most of the time, uh, and of course he's blind and all, and he has abilities and powers and all that stuff. But with Superman analogs, it's always just Superman. <laughs> it's just Superman with a different name and maybe a different backstory. Why do you think we have so many permutations of Superman? Because he's the first. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's you know, I mean, things have changed now um, to where. I would maybe argue that Spider-Man might be the most recognizable superhero in the world. Or even, I mean, I'd even give you the argument for maybe Iron Man. Um, Maybe. Yeah. My go-to is there would be Spider-Man or Batman. Yeah. But, but see, you gotta, you gotta think about like the, 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 the Marvel machine is a hell of a thing. Yeah. But yeah, but my sister does not know who Iron Man is. (laughs) Really? Yeah. After several billion dollar movies. No, no. She's never never seen a Marvel movie. Ever. But she was she. But that's it's not who. If you know, if she saw a picture of Iron Man, would she go? That's Iron Man. No, no. Really? She would know. She would for sure know. Spider-Man. Does she have the internet at all? <laughs> I should text her and I. I should text her and I should ask. Yeah, because that's but the I thing. Really like, it, I, so. I'm not because my mother 
I always judge things off of my mother who, who lives on a farm in the middle of nowhere, Kansas now. And yeah. I could show her pictures of Iron Man now. And she'd go, that's Iron Man. Just because she's seen Grammy would not know. Grammy would have you know? no idea. I, I should call Grammy right now. We should <laughs> yeah. Like, that's, that, that's my question. Like, you know, um, the, I think the Marvel machine and the Disney has, has like maybe flipped the paradigm, but before I would say mid nineties and before, like before the Batman movies took over everything, yeah, it was Superman. It was Superman. In fact, I don't know if this is true to this day, but there was a study released in the late nineties. That was like, what are the three most recognized symbols in the world? Doesn't matter what language you speak, you would recognize it. And the top three were, um, and I'll go from one to three, was uh, crucifix, mm-hmm. the Coca-Cola symbol, <laughs> yeah, <damn> right, <laughs> and the Superman shield. Yeah. Everybody, like, because, like, I think, like, people know that S, even if you don't know Superman, because it's been just so co-opted. Um, but I think Marvel and Batman and other things have, like, maybe flipped that. But before, you know, like... 1995 i think it was superman for like 60 years yeah um so i think that's why it's people it's why people keep copying star wars mm-hmm. you know like people were there's how many movies and television shows have we seen where like the creator gives the argument where it's just like i'm trying i was trying to make my star wars mm-hmm. you know you hear that all the time you hear, you even hear that for movies that aren't set in space yeah and they'll be like, well, this is my Star Wars. And you're like, yeah, but it's set in a desert in the Old West. Yeah. <laughs> I need you guys to know I just texted my sister. I said, do you know who Iron Man is? And she said, I mean, this is just rude. He's obviously a congressman. <laughs> I have. Okay, fair. There, fair. there you go. Have... There you go. Iron Man hasn't cracked it yet. You know why? You know why right. Iron Man hasn't cracked it? Because he doesn't have the good logo. Doesn't have the spider or the Does bat she, or the S. She Does definitely she? knows Spider Man. She okay. sure knows Superman. She knows Batman. She would know Wonder Woman. But would she I'm, know Captain America because of the shield? Maybe. Ooh, maybe. can we find this out before the yeah, end of the episode? Yeah. <laughs> let's find out. Let's find out. Let's see how strong the branding is for Captain America. Yeah, yeah. Let's see if the patriotic stuff maybe puts puts uh, him over the edge of Iron well, Man. Well, and it's interesting too because I think you're right because of the idea of him being first, and it, and because of him being first, he he and his power set have become shorthand for superhero. Just like yes, you if, are right. If you're writing standard bargain bin superhero, they're gonna fly. They're gonna have super strength. They're mm-hmm. gonna have and they're gonna and, have a cape. They're gonna have a cape. That's the go-to. To the point where, like, again, we just watched into the Spider-Verse for the Patreon show Spider-Versity, and there's the gag about the cape in that movie because yeah. that's that's basic superhero stuff. They get a cape. Even though I think at this point it's pretty much only Superman and Batman that really rock a cape. And Thor sometimes. Yeah, it, it's it, Well, it's, it's not practical, right? But, yeah. like, when you think about – well, it's also funny too, right? Because when you think about it, like um, – the shadow kind of beat Superman to the cape. Well, and that's interesting when you get to the, and, and it's, it's an interesting example too, because of course um, the, the, the nascent beginning, of course we had a Superman movie in the seventies, but that didn't start a superhero boom, but we had Batman in 1989, but instead of kicking off like a superhero Renaissance, it kicked off like a pulp hero Renaissance. Like we're going to do a Phantom yeah. movie. We're going to do the shadow. And I actually really like yeah, the Rocketeer, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. which I actually really like Rocketeer and the Phantom. And I like the shadow as a character. I'm not going to mm-hmm. go to the, there's Defend some that good movie. parts in that movie. Ian McKellen's in that movie. There's some good parts in that movie. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen it recently enough to. I don't. To, yeah. Don't even bother. Yeah, don't even bother. Uh, but uh, but it, but they could remake a Shadow movie today, and I think it would be badass. I think it'd be, well, especially if you know the. I think you could make it R rated. You could probably make it with something like Blumhouse. Introduce some horror elements. It's still it's sure. still technically a pulp superhero story, but Shadow lends itself. Anyway, 
whatever. Um, uh, if anybody's looking to make it, I got my shadow pitch ready. But because um, I agree with Jason, I actually think you could do something pretty great. Um, but it is interesting those characters that kind of like the super Superman is the the patient zero of what we know as superheroes. But the the Doc Savages and the shadows of the world kind of like laid they walked so Superman could run. Kind of please somebody take an image of DJ from this video and memeify this quote superman is the patient zero of superheroes <laughs> please he's the well and so i think you're right that that's why <laughs> that is fantastic that's why we we get so so many of them but it is interesting to me that we don't really tweak unlike the Batmans of of all the different Batmans, uh, we mm-hmm. don't really tweak the Supermans. Like we can just have a character with the same power set, same basic backstory, call him a different name, and that's okay. <laughs> yeah, it, well, it's exactly like what you said, and it's a challenge that I even faced on 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 my comic book was the idea of like using Superman is a shorthand. Yes. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows his basic powers. Um, I've been asked this on a couple other interviews because people are like, "Well, what are Terrific's powers?" Mm-hmm. And I say, "Well." They're the ones I show you in the book, and there's more. Yeah. And they're like, but what are the more? And I'm like, well, I don't want to tell you because mm-hmm. I don't even know the answer myself because I don't want to know the answer. Because when they were writing comic books in the Silver Age, they were adding powers as the story demanded it. And that's the same thing that I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, you know, and it makes them a little bit mysterious. But with um terrific, um, or uh Calvin Coleman is his real name is, um, it was a struggle to make him different and, and the, the way that I made him different was his personality is I decided that Calvin was the type of man um, that he can't bear to see anybody get hurt mm-hmm. no matter what it like just bothers him. Um, and so he is overprotective of people mm-hmm. so much to the point where like there is a scene in issue one where he is working with another superhero that I named Lady Samurai and he won't let Lady Samurai into the fight because he's afraid she's going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that is Captain Terrific's arc of the super best friend arc is, is like allowing him to learn to like let people help him. Yeah. Um. You know, that just because you're indestructible and invincible, like, you know, so like, I think that's the best way. Like, that's what I think is one of the most brilliant things about Homelander. And it's as true in the comic books as it was in the series. It's like, oh, yeah, like Superman basically as a Nazi is terrifying. Yeah. You know, and it's just a it's a slight little shift. Like in Homelander, basically has all the exact same powers as as Superman. Like yeah. it's literally the exact. He has X ray vision. He has heat vision. Um, he can run fast. He can fly. Like I don't think they changed a single power. Mm-mm. They just changed his attitude. Except I don't know that we've seen him, at least in the show, seen him use freeze breath. That might. Well, be that's only, true. That's the freeze one that breath. always gets dropped. <laughs> Freeze breath is the yeah because there's a point with freeze breath where you're just like is this lame it's kind of lame <laughs> yeah, yeah well I think with the, with any of those powers like you, for for me I'm big into like um you, you need to be able to at least find a way that you can believe it you know what I mean you can mm-hmm. you can at least even if it's if it's comic book nonsense um um uh, like okay so heat vision he's basically a solar battery he's absorbing all this energy he can project energy and he why his eyes but whatever uh I, I think the only way you'd be able to explain uh, uh, uh explain freeze breath is because he's a solar ba- battery his body still needs to remain cool and so internally he's cooler and he can release the breath you know something that's just like okay here's how it works like i'd, I'd be a big a proponent of like if i was writing superman i'd need to know how fast he can fly 
He does it is mm. as fast as an SR seventy one. Well, that then dictates how fast he can get to da 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 da. Um, there, there's got to be limits. There's I'm a, I'm a I think limits. Uh, depending on the story, you're going for a classic Silver Age thing to where that there weren't a lot of limits on that storytelling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But if you're uh, so depending on the story, I think something like you look at Man of Steel is trying to be more grounded. I, I think the it would benefit creative teams trying to do something like that, where it's like, okay, well, you need to know what the boundaries are, and then if you break those boundaries, why they're able to be broken at this time. But you mentioned Homelander, and that's going to get me to my next question. But first, we are going to go to another ad break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, and we are back, and Roxy has an update for us. Roxy, what's the what's what's your update? So I asked my sister if she knew Captain America, mm-hmm. and she said, "Nerd?" Question mark. We should make a board game half with Gen Z references and half with your nerd shit, and see who can answer more in case. That's so is that is that a yes? <laughs> is that, is that... <laughs> I, I don't know. I like I like her very her very um, assertive opinion that this none of this is this Gen Z stuff. Like the Gen Zers <laughs> are not seeing Marvel movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just want to say, I like, say, Your Honor, I, I, I request to treat the witness as hostile. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I know. It's so funny because I my brother is two years older than me, and he, my dad, and my brother were comic book collectors. Yeah, and uh, I, we were close enough in age, my brother and I, that I just so desperately wanted to be liked by him, and he was into all this things that I thought was she's deemed as nerd i thought was so cool yeah you know i thought it was so cool so i just really wanted to read things with him and and to understand what he was talking about and play video games and get my butt whooped and whatever but she was seven years younger and and she did not give a flying f what we thought was cool she was just like what are you guys talking about i'm into just completely different things and never gravitated to her and i always think about this because while Marvel is this billion trillion dollar machine of things where you're, I sit there and I'm like, there's not a person on the planet who doesn't know what's happening here. She has no idea and does not care. And neither does my grandma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they are two major points of reference for me, which is how I know that like Spider-Man, he's unavoidable. Yeah. Batman, Superman, unavoidable. Iron Man, really popular for our MCU loving selves. That's fair. That's a fair point. That's well, a fair point. I mean, I mean, it's the same with my mom. My mom has not seen a single Marvel movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy yeah. to me. Like, yeah. how did you miss them all? It feels like at that point mm-hmm. you had to. Well, at this point, really there's 25 die. of them. For yeah. God's sake, you're and, like, and and there's yeah. almost and there's almost literally no other movies in theater ever in theaters. <laughs> right. That, that's so you just don't go to the movies. Yeah. 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 And there's one every three months, so it's just like, how did you 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 missed every single one of them, even the ones you didn't need to see the ones before to see. You missed all the shows. That, that every show. Yeah, that makes me. I've, I've missed a bunch of the shows. Uh, that yeah, makes but, me. But she has Disney Plus. 
<laughs> See, so that, that that's strange. What other shows what are on Disney Plus? <laughs> Look, it's The Simpsons. It's that Star Wars thing that I've never heard of. Yes, uh, and then it's Marvel. <laughs> she likes the she likes the Pixar movies and the she likes the movie. You know, well, listen, that's fair. Most of the classic. Pixar movies are very good. And listen, yeah. Encanto's on Disney Plus it. now. So Encanto is awesome. Oh, Encanto's so great. It's God, really good. Damn it, it's so we liked good. Mighty Mighty Ducks Game Changers together. You know, there's things on there that have nothing to do with this. I know there's like like Tony Hale show that's about magic that I just keep seeing commercials for that I'm like I'm not watching that. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, and uh, and then any trailers for that like Jeff Goldblum National Geographic show and it's like good for oh, you. Yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna watch yep, it, but good for that. you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of like mostly I'm just like, I'm glad a crew got paid to make that. All right. I mostly I just rewatched Life Aquatic the other day, and I kind of just wish they'd also gotten Bill Murray and had it been their characters from Life Aquatic uh, in a National Geographic show trying to like outdo each other with the information or whatever. But um, that also makes me think of I remember uh, uh, after seeing Infinity War, I was like the only person on the planet that had mixed feelings about it. So I went and saw it. Again, in just a normal a normal screening, like on a Saturday morning. And I remember walking out of the theater, and this poor woman behind me was with, like, a couple of her friends. And the last movie she'd seen was, like, Age of Ultron. She she saw the Avengers movie. She saw Avengers 1, Avengers 2, and she went and saw Avengers 3, and she was lost. She was like, I don't yeah. – what, what what happened between Avengers 2 and 3? <laughs> And it's like I, this is. I don't think she was the only one, and that's it's it's funny. And like this is a completely different conversation, but like I've I've said this to a bunch of people recently, and they look at me shocked. And it's because you know the the three of us we are inside this Marvel bubble. No, you know, and people outside the Marvel bubble, they don't watch everything. Mm-hmm. And 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 then now that there are shows on top of these four movies a year and stuff like that, it's going to get to a point where the barrier to entry. Uh, to Marvel is going to be like a soap opera where it's like if you miss one thing you're completely lost yeah well, especially um, now that they're doing multiverse stuff and all that and yeah all that jazz. yeah yeah yeah. and I think it, yeah I mean that's gonna you know that's that's a whole other episode my yeah my <laughs> and my favorite thing is the people that like to like rip on the old Sam Raimi Spider-Mans that it has not even occurred they to them to that, that, that they go straight to hell but it hasn't even them. occurred to them that the next generation will all will make fun of Iron Man like they think that these these oh, movies yeah. are unimpeachable and fuck those old movies it's like well you, you clearly don't know how generations I, work oh, Roxy's sister hasn't even watched them <laughs> I can't remember. Oh man, I'm I I I'm spacing out what it was, but I watched uh like sort. I don't think it was a, a nerd or superhero movie from like 2008, 2009 ish, mm-hmm. and it kind of came off as goofy. Well, I mean, and so I was like, ooh, and this has only been like twelve years, you know, so mm-hmm. hmm, you know, or thir- thir- 13, 14 years now. Damn. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, listen. Time is a cruel mistress. Um, it is. It is. But what I wanted to talk about, you mentioned Homelander. And the uh, I think the other aspect of this Superman variation conversation is the tendency to just make Superman evil. Like like uh, uh, oh, so many yeah. so many it. writers like to come to this as if it's the, the it's an original idea that only they have come up with. It's like, what if Superman but bad? And it's like, yeah. well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> And it's and it's also interesting that we all mentioned Omni Man, but none of us mentioned Invincible. As he is also a Superman analog. Oh yeah, he's he well he's Superboy, but yeah, yeah, yeah. he's what if Superman was also Spider Man, mm-hmm. just like Batman Beyond is what if Batman was also Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, well, Batman Beyond is like a direct copy of Spider Man twenty ninety nine, but I love them both, so yes. I don't care. Um, so why, Jason? What do you think the ten, why do you think there's that tendency to like what if Superman but bad? Because it's easier to write a story about a bad character 
than a hero. And the reason that is, is because when you look at how, you know, mainstream news and mainstream media portrays humanity, it's mostly bad. Mm -hmm. We don't really see a lot of media about like heroes, like actual true blue heroes. And when we do see movies about heroes or stories about heroes, they're usually about how they're morally mixed yeah. or they're great. Like even Iron, we were just talking about Iron Man. There is an Iron Man. There's a whole Captain America movie about how Iron Man is maybe not on the right side morally. And maybe he's making bad decisions just because he's upset that his mom was killed. <laughs> um, you know, so like that tends to be the media that is made because it's, it's easier to understand because I don't know what it is about the modern world, but there is this tendency in the modern world where like, we don't understand why a person would be unbelievably nice, mm -hmm. unbelievable, helpful. Like what Superman actually is. It's the, it's the argument why where people always say, and you hear it like every five years where people say, well, is Superman relevant anymore? <laughs> and it's because, you know, and people are like, well, but he's just too goody two shoe. I mean, would a person really be that good? And you're like, no, those people exist. They're they're out there as doctors and nurses and like teachers and all these people that are like basically giving their entire life, not for the money, but to help. And yes, there are bad eggs in every little box, but like Superman was created during the Great Depression mm -hmm. when like everyone in the world had no hope. World War II was kicking up. So half the people in Europe were afraid they were going to die every second. Yeah. And here comes this man that has more powers than God that can change and make our lives better. Yeah. And like I say that that character never goes out of style. And that character is always relevant. But it's easier to make him bad because we that that I think that says more about where humanity is now yeah. then you know that we think that like oh it's just impossible that a man could be that nice mm -hmm. good it's a good it's a it's good that we feel that way <laughs> you know <laughs> let's stop being aspirational the other challenge is not just impossible that a man could be that nice it's that it i i kind of feel almost the opposite jason where it's like of course a man could be that nice if he had no serious things to worry about like if he had no mm -hmm. serious threats to him, you know, like I, I feel like what the conversation around Superman today and why people are, um, I, I agree with you that he's never going out of style to me. I, I just love Superman and I think he's such an important character, but the people who I find just are gravitating away from him who think he's going out of style and don't want to see him anymore is because like, while yes, there is kryptonite and there are, and he has loved ones and family and significant others and, you know, things that he does care about. It's not the same as humans where you can relate to somebody who has legitimate um, fears, mm -hmm. fears of fears of every day getting hit by a car, fears of um, all of the things that all of us have of uh, brain aneurysm. I'm just throwing out random mm -hmm. things that like, that keep me up at night i'm sure other people too and so i think that with him just the, the lack of relatability in terms of even with other superheroes like 
what are we even talking about when it comes to any of the other members of any other team? So I, I think that's where more where the fatigue comes from. Not could a man be this nice, but like, oh, yeah, well, I could be this nice if I had that kind of life, too. Well, you know, and my argument to that would be or my my counterpoint to that would be is that, you know, that's just the different type of mediums there are and different types of stories, because there are stories where we want to relate to the character. Mm-hmm. And then there are stories where we want to lift ourselves up like we don't watch comedies to be like i feel like i'm the main character we watch comedies to make us laugh so we can forget our lives for two hours and that superman is that type of person whereas like spider-man is the relatability person Mm -hmm. you know um but i also would say like to that like we were mentioned the arrowverse a little bit earlier um cw superman and lois if you haven't watched it is an excellent show Mm -hmm. and i was very I was like, I don't think they're going to be able to pull this off. But there were episodes in season one where he wasn't even Superman. Yeah. It was just him dealing with his two teenager sons and them trying to pay the rent. Yeah. Um, And it was just, it was, in a lot of points, Superman and Lois is like more of a Clark Kent show than it is a Superman show. And, and And to me, I thought, I thought that was, the amazing way of how they figured out like how to make Superman more relatable is because I think, I think if you are a dad or you're a mom and you watch that show, I think you immediately relate to Superman and Lois. I love the show as well. Mm -hmm. I have not caught up on season two yet. I loved the first season, but that's actually something that a little bit irks me about the show. That it wasn't Superman. No, I'm not going to sit here and pretend to feel bad for Superman trying to pay his bills when he could just do that. You know, that's that's not relatable to me that Superman and Lois cannot pay their bills when I'm sitting here like, but you could, but you could because you're Superman. So you could figure this out in a in a second. And then we've got like uh, Lois's dad coming in left and right. Like man's got money. Man's got dough for days. And if Superman needed to get money, he absolutely could. And I'm not saying even like beg, borrow, steal, but like for hire or whatever. Like start a GoFundMe, soups. Like he just, there's no way Superman can't get that money. And so I'm watching that and they're like, woe is me. How are we going to do this? And I was just like, and even though I love the show, I was like, this is not interesting to me. I do not give a crap that Superman and Lois cannot pay their bills. Figure it out. I can't pay my bills. I have no powers. Like, do your, well, it's funny. Figure so, it out. so, so it's funny. So, um, counter that I could make that same argument about MCU Spider-Man. Cause well, you want to talk I, about like where they, where they leave him at the end of that movie. And I won't go into it in case people haven't seen it or whatever, yeah. but they do leave him in a place where he doesn't have money and he's alone. And I want to be like, you worked for Tony Stark. You dumb, I agree. dumb. I agree. <laughs> I agree. It's, I agree completely with what so you're maybe saying. So maybe it's a, maybe it's a thing of like, su- maybe it's the idea of superheroes with money problems is not interesting. That's exactly um, what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not Superman. It's just that, yeah, yeah. that storyline. If you have powers, like, money. yeah, you got money. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I also think there's ways yeah. to contextualize that within the writing that I think, I think would make sense. I do want to, as we're talking about this, I do want to recommend people check out Mark Russell's uh, One Star Squadron at DC Comics. Oh, it's genius. It's genius. It's also like all yep. Mark Russell stuff. It's funny and it's genius. And it's also, when you think about it, bleak as fuck. God damn it. So fucking yeah. bleak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so just go into that uh, uh, knowing that, like, I just read his um, Not All Robots and it's great, but also 
fuck it's he just finished uh fantastic four life story which I haven't is read the last issue yet but fantastic four is last story oh, the last the last panel is one of the most beautiful panels i've read in a comic book in my entire life i like the last panel is so it's so simple and profound and amazing and i highly rec- like I, that story like easily went to one of my favorite fantastic four stories of all time well and it's just again it goes back to the the old saying and we, we talked about thor earlier that notion that there are no bad characters just bad writers and the and the mm-hmm. people that, that like i would have always said like thor sucks and then you when when i was younger before the thor movies i read the j michael straczynski parts of the j michael straczynski and i'm like oh actually it, you could make a great thor story I, yeah. i'm wrong uh similar with going back to electric superman superman blue um um, uh, on paper, not great. And then Grant Morrison, because he was writing Justice League at the time, he had to deal with it. And when Grant Morrison was writing, it's like, well, actually, this maybe this it could was work. awesome. Yeah, he maybe this actually the moon with his electric powers. Yeah, with so his magnetic powers. Yeah. Uh, before we go, last question from Boiler Huff from from our Discord chat: um, If you could make a Superverse movie along the lines of Spider Verse, what Superman variants are you including in your movie? Also, which variant is your protagonist so who are we throwing in there roxy let's start with you who are some characters you want to throw into your superverse what are my parameters dj there are none wait i mean i guess that's because with spider-man it has they're all marvel it's not spider-man analogs from dc comics or whatever it's it has to be a superman a dc character so i mean you know what but it doesn't we're not writing for dc so it could be it could be anything. Homelander could be in there. Omni Man could be in there. I wouldn't. I would say for me, just to get the ball rolling. I think your your main. Well, I mean, I guess Miles is the main character in that in that Spider Verse. It's not Peter. If you're talking about the Spider Verse movie, um, but Jason just said it has to be DC. I, well, I was just uh, going off their question. That's you can do whatever you want. I think I do. think I think it's uh, uh, the rules I'm laying down is it can be any Superman analog. I think if it were me, I'd probably create have a like Miles in the movie. I'd have like a brand new, just learning to be Superman. Superman, um, but of course you're going to have classic Clark Kent in there, um, and I would probably include Invincible in there. Oh gosh, I feel like I'm blowing it today. I have no idea. Uh, I mean, going off going off the show, I'm loving watching his sons. So mm-hmm. what figuring out they like if they both end up in the having two parts of his of of a of a whole Superman and together they have like the, all of it. Um, yeah, did that answer? I I don't know. I don't know. This, we put them in there. I think you got to have a Supergirl. What about you, Jason? Who are you thinking? Who are you thinking is in your lineup of of Superverse people? Uh, Kingdom Come Superman. Oh hell yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you need you need the Superman just like Peter uh, B. Parker. Yeah, that's older. Mm-hmm. Who has lost his wife? Yeah. And who kind of thinks that maybe being Superman is a waste of time. And then the lesson he's going to learn over this movie is that, no, you should always be Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what he's not thinking? How do I pay my bills? <laughs> well, that's he lives on the moon. Yeah, is that, is that because <laughs> in, but he, he's in like a hologram place that looks no. like the Kent farm, right? That's how yeah, that's his setup? Yeah, I think he's in the Fortress of Solitude or something like that. Yeah. Like he's in Antarctica, yeah. That's a good one. Um, it'd be interesting to get uh, the Superman from Superman Red Sun in there. Uh, I think I think you have to have John Henry Irons Steel in there. 
Yeah, but I think you do a version of it that he is the Superman of his universe. Like, no, yeah, of course he yeah. has an S shield. He has the like, S shield, and he that's was a, Superman at one point. But that's a, that's a that's a version where Clark Kent never came back, and his, yeah. John Henry Irons is the guy in, is in the, his is universe. The only Superman in his universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and then yeah. you need like I love. I actually like your idea, Roxy. That I would say that the main protagonist should be the Super Sons, and that maybe in their universe, just like Miles doomsday showed up and dad is dead Bad. and they're like 13 or 14 and yeah they maybe only have like one or two pa- like yeah one of them has heat vision one of them has freeze breath mm-hmm. neither one of them can fly and and the ending the big climb just like when miles learns how to swing they should learn how to fly like yeah. they can finally fly because like oh, that's a that's an interesting both of thing them or one of them no both of them because like i would both of like, them together when they hold hands like wonder twin yeah. rules <laughs> yeah and, and then they're sort of like can you read my mind yeah 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 da, yeah yeah da, classic da, classic da, 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 da. <laughs> um you know it'd probably be great to have a version because i know they've done this sometimes in the comics but a version a universe where lois lane is the super person yep. Yep. i know there's an elseworlds tale where I think it's still supposed to be Kal-El, but it's it's Batman is Superman, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, throw that in there. Um, well, you could now throw, you're getting you, greedy, DJ. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say, here. The, here's your twist to make it different than, um, than Spider-Verse, is you, you make one of the members of the team is going to betray them because you should have a Lex Luthor Superman. A Lex Luthor Superman, or if we're going with we our, our no-holds-barred, like a Homelander, where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, no, they, you're evil. <laughs> Yep. What do we do? I we need some kind of animal help. Crypto, crypto yeah, or streaky I, or, or streaky okay, yeah, or the or streaky. Yeah. Uh, I'm playing. Com, isn't Comet the super horse? Yeah. It's it's Comet the super horse. Beppo the super chimp. Monkey. Yeah, super monkey. Yeah, super chimp. Wait, and then there's an there's an alien creature that doesn't have a that doesn't have a species. Um, I don't. That's know. part of the that's part of the super family. No, yeah, you could have the super pets show up and they all talk. Yeah. And in their universe, animals talk. And you know, here's the funny thing though with Superman is is we all we all chose characters with similar branding. You could do of Superman analogs, but they're all distinct characters. You could have Superman, Captain Adam, uh, Shazam, Lobo. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I think Martian Manhunter. I think it's better if you keep it in the Superman though, because like think about like Superman Family could yeah. be a great name for this, or the, again like Super Sons is a great name for this, especially yeah. if it's the two, it's the two boys. Um, like, but yeah. Getting Lois Lane in there, I think, is a good idea. Yeah. The, it feels like we're kind of pitching something more similar to Loki than we are to Spider-Verse. I mean, you might be, me but ne- I'm not. <laughs> making me nervous. I don't know that our pitch I could write this script in two well. days. Okay. <laughs> Hit us up. Hit us up. Um, all right. That is it for us this week. Jason, before we go, remind everybody where they can find your comic. Now they should check it out. Other than also, there will be a link in the description. Oh, awesome. We'll go check that link out in the description. Uh, superbestfriendcomic.com. It'll be there till March 2nd. It's 44 pages of a sidekick and superhero friendship told through the lens of the Silver Age with a Photoshop filter, as I like to say. Um, there's a lot of cool rewards over there. I got script reviews where I can all review, give you notes on your scripts. Uh, you can get yourself drawn into issue two. There's a cameo level. And uh, um, you can get a Dan, you can get the Electric Superman variant cover. Uh, drawn by Comicer Girl on Twitter. So come check that out if any of that sounds fun to you. Go, go, go check it out. Roxy, what are you up to? What should the kids be looking out for? Um, surviving. <laughs> and uh, you guys can find me all over social media at Roxy Stryer and the World Girls. 
We're actually pretty excited because we just did a goal this week. Our My co-host, Steph Sabral, has never seen any of the Batman movies that are not the TDK trilogy. So okay. in, in preparation for uh, The Batman, we are are going back and uh, that's going to be on Sunday. We're doing a watch along, I think, for uh, we're going to I think either do both Keaton movies. We're try, still trying to figure it out in what order and how exactly we want to play this. Yeah, but we're going to be doing some Batman watch along Sunday and then Wednesday. We're doing a whole a whole Batman thing. So come watch it. It's going to be fun because I've never watched the Batman movies with somebody who's never watched the Batman movies before. Yeah. Like it's just been so many who's never seen those Batman movies. Mm-hmm. So you should slip Mask of the Phantasm in there because it was technically released in theaters. God. That's a good call. That's Mask, a good call. I don't Mask know how she Phantasm feels about is so that. So fucking yeah. good. Te- technically, it's technically a Batman. It was released theatrically. Yes, which they probably regret in hindsight, but also to to this day, that is that that might be my second favorite Batman movie. I think I think it really holds oh, yeah. up. Uh, it's very good. But go check all of that out again. Links in the description, all that jazz. You can find me at DJ Talks Trash, uh, and you can also follow the show everywhere that matters. But on Twitter at Only Stupid Answers. But on Twitter, yank out the vowels from stupid Superman people. <laughs> and that is it for us. And we will see you all next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.